Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, that's a very simple thing to do. You go to CropMetcalf.com and you can join their team today. In about 20 minutes, we'll be joined by Ava Wallace. She covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. We'll talk about their season, how it's progressing. I think it's progressing according to plan. Like, they plan to lose a lot of games and wow. position themselves well for the upcoming NBA draft. I don't and think so. I think, they're, I think they're disappointed. I think they're disappointed they haven't been more competitive. I'm sure there's some of that's that. That's why they changed their coach. Yep. I don't think they're I don't think they think it's going great. I had this thought last night, and I know Bobby Balicki has some sort of uh relationship with the new head coach. What's his name? Brian Keefe, I think. Brian mm-hmm. Keefe. Yep. Yeah. He reminds me of... Not Ryan Keefe from Stanford from back in the day. No, Brian Keefe. Oh, Adam Keefe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting my Keefe's mixed up. I'm sure he has amazing uh, basketball chops, but he reminds me of just a dad coaching a team. Like <laughs> <laughs> He's on the sideline. Because... Like, I'm like, no I don't know. I'm, I'm coaching CYO basketball right now, and he's... You know, they don't dress up anymore, so they dress... Mm. Sweatpants you know, and quarter zips. Yeah, quarter zips. Yeah. So they look like super casual. So hold on. Even Eric Spolstra, he doesn't wear like a suit. And, and, uh, I don't think you see anybody wear in, suits uh, anymore. Uh, Pop doesn't Sometimes. wear a suit. Mm. Pop wears sweats. Sometimes, Pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. So, so I'm I mean, just, I don't monitor what every coach is wearing, but it yeah. seems like they're more casual. It's just my vibe. Like he's just, just, just reminds like me summer of summer league. It, not even summer league. Like a like a CYO basketball coach. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm out on I'm out on it. And he, you know, he he may be a fantastic basketball coach in terms of knowledge. I'm sure, and everything his like knowledge that. is is elite. I'm sure he's great. And yeah. hey, I watched the fourth quarter when I tuned in. Look, they had a ten point lead, and then Dallas decided that's the way it looked like to me. Dallas decided, okay, this is an important game for us. It's a home game. Let's turn it up. And then they turned it up. And in the end, it's Luca. And Kyrie Irving against, you know, Tyus Jones and Kyle Kuzma. Right. Well, Jordan Poole went one for 12. He's been one of the he, worst pickups he's in franchise history. And they went seven for 32 from three last night. Uh-huh. So they missed 25 threes. They shot 41% for the game. Um, the game went way under the total. The total on FanDuel yesterday was 248 and a half. Oh. It ended up at uh, way, way under. Yeah, what two sixteen? I just retweeted this at, way under at Junks Radio. Jordan Poole in February. This is from Stat Muse. He's averaging eight point eight points per game. He's shooting since, since when? February, just oh, February. Oh, month February. He's shooting nineteen percent from the three point line <clears throat> and twenty six percent overall from the field. That's crazy. And he's making thirty million. You know who's having a good year? Drabby. 
on the oh. Wiz. Yeah. Denny's having a good year. Yeah. yeah Denny's, Denny's averaging better. 13 and a half. He's got six and a half boards and four assists. Is it Kispert and, playing a little better? Or yeah, no? but he, was, he was cold last night, but yes. So Denny's averaging 13, six and a half, and four, and shooting 52%. I think it's... Has he signed that. that deal? He seems like he's just And he relaxed. had 25 last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know who else is playing well? Now, he's only had two games for Your the Gaffer, Mavericks. Gaffer. But Gafford last had night. 17 boards last 16 night. 16 points, <laughs> boards. And look how many minutes. I think it was only like 24 minutes. Yeah, you're right. Limited time. Because Luca does this. He says, hey, Gaff, come over yeah. here. Well, set Kyrie, me a pick. Kyrie, too. He says, set me a pick. Yeah. They set a pick. And if they double Luca, he goes. Just rolls Whoop. to the basket. <laughs> and then Gafford goes. Easiest conversion ever. Well, I mean, look, he's going from a team where he had Kuzma and Poole to Luca and Kyrie. It's it's a bit of a talent upgrade. All right, so we'll talk more Wizards with Ava Wallace coming up at eight twenty. We wanted to get into the scouting report though for Caleb Williams from our friends at PFF. Mm. I got grades. I have strengths. I've got weaknesses. I got everything. Yeah, Caleb Williams. Good. Uh, They gave him a ninety point three PFF. Overall grade. Give me some context. Do we have recent guys and their grades? Oh, so that's have, an A. I have no. Yeah, it's barely me, an A. Eighty nine point five. That's an A. That's an A. That's an A. But ain't an A plus. I would sell that hard to my parents as an A. That's not. It didn't happen very often. That's an A. If I got a ninety or above A, ninety point three. Either. Actually, at the math, that was not an A. Right? Didn't we have to have ninety three? Yes. Yeah. Really? B, and, B minus. At Samantha? B yeah. minus for 92. You know what? I mean, B you know plus. What, sorry, you know B plus. What 70 was? F? D. D. Oh. 69? F. Now, in okay. some classes, it was very difficult to get this. Is it still that way? Set. I should yeah, ask I my, know. my Couldn't brother. tell you. Yeah. By right, the way, you know who had a better overall grade than Caleb Williams? You're going to tell me, I'm assuming. Yeah, Drake May. I Drake May. What was, his, exactly. what was his grade? 90.6. Uh, similar. All right, they're neck and neck. <laughs> okay, but it's not like he's way below him. All right, you're not going to give him any props. I'll give him slight. Hold props. on, he's going nuts for Caleb Williams. I, listen, he hasn't listen. even gone through. And the then report. I give Drake May's stats and the grade, and he goes, "Okay." Has, has, has Caleb Williams been comped to Mac Jones? Has that has that ever happened? I'm sure he's been comped to some other has bad that happened? quarterbacks because I haven't seen it happen. Your guy Drake May has already been comped to. Mac Jones. He was also a big, spectacular failure. By one guy. <laughs> yeah, by a guy who's been in the NFL for probably Someone 30 else, years. Another guy thought he was better than Joe Burrow coming out of college. Okay. Everybody has differing opinions. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just okay. Okay. All right, okay. here are the strengths of Caleb Williams, according to PFF. His arm talent is natural. Can't be coached or replicated. Yeah. Shows it with almost every throw. Many QB prospects are said to be able to, quote, make every throw, but it's an overused and often inaccurate assessment. They had some good video of him, like on the run in particular. Yeah, throwing across his body, just really ripping some balls. They say he can generate an impressive velocity from multiple arm angles and platforms, and it never wavers. His film is littered with examples of that while he rolls left, right, backward, etc. Quarterbacks who make plays out of structure can suffer in the accuracy department while not in a typical throwing stance. Williams's accuracy while moving is what sets him apart from other playmaking quarterbacks. He's able to place the ball in spots only his receivers can get it from almost any position, and he does it consistently. Mm-hmm. His playmaking ability is his calling card. In this era of QBs who can get out of the pocket and make plays out of structure, it's tough to find anyone better. No signal caller in college and very few in the NFL is better than Williams at making pass rushers miss while keeping his eyes downfield ready to attack. 
This is where the Patrick Mahomes comparisons come into play. Mahomes is the best in the world at manipulating pockets to give himself space to either throw or take off and run, and Williams shows that ability on a near-down-to-down basis. So pretty glowing reports for the strengths Mm -hmm. for Caleb Williams. Weaknesses. The playmaking ability has its downsides, and far too often Williams relied on his out-of-structure ability to create positive plays for the USC offense. This hero ball mentality that he was forced to play in caused him to miss on some easy plays. He had 50 dropbacks with a time to throw of more than six seconds in 2023, the most in college football. His constant need to play out of structure led to some bad habits and bad decisions. Too many times he would drop back square to the line of scrimmage, which can make it tougher to get to an ideal throwing position, but he did so because it helped set up defenders and lanes in the pocket to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a summary on him. It's a challenge to find a more talented athlete and QB than Caleb Williams. It's why he's been touted as the number one overall pick for years now. His arm talent and playing ability are unteachable. He's the poster child for the new age quarterback who can scramble and make plays that don't seem possible while also working within the pocket and picking apart defenses. He's not a perfect prospect, though, and the concerns about his reliance on out-of-structure plays are valid. He'll need to be better at playing on time and taking the easy plays when they're available. Meshing that with his ability to make something out of nothing is why teams and analysts can project his future as a top QB in the NFL. Where I would draft him, number one overall. Yeah, his talent, I think, is the undeniable thing. Here's the thing about the PFF grades. I really like PFF, but sometimes you have to put it in context with other grades. Like in the NFL, I like to look at PFF. I like to look at the old traditional quarterback rating. I like to look at QBR. And then you can kind of come to a conclusion. Their number one quarterback for the whole season with a 94.7 grade was Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Jaden Daniels is really good. A couple years ago, I'm throwing this out just for cakes. Their highest grade to a quarterback for a college football season. Zach Wilson. With a 95.8, mm-hmm. which is much higher than Caleb Williams. Yes. Was your pal Mac Jones. Wow, there you go. Well, I mean, so hold on. It's wait, the hold, same number? That's, it's, his, co- that's his college his college grade, number, not his draft yeah. grade. Is that like projecting him? That's his I, PFF I, grade. I don't know. Are we I thought Cakes was giving a apples? PFF grade. No, Cakes, Cakes is reading the, his, draft, his draft grade. You have to go back and look at. The I read that article. I just read it as a PFF grade, but you may be right. Well, uh, compare I, compare apples to apples. It's very important to me. Jason but, Jason is with with Drake May, who's actually a tick above, right? Well, no, in the overall grade, but oh, it's not his draft grade. It, in their summary, they say top five pick for for May. In his Caleb summary, they say number one overall pick. So they clearly are in Caleb Williams' camp. I'm just saying for the overall draft grade, they give him slightly higher. Here's what I, you know, a lot of people were responding to. Which is kind of confusing. A lot of people were responding to the the dress picture that we posted yesterday. Mm -hmm. Some people saying, I'm out. Here's my response. I don't care about the dress if he prepares well, all right? If If he's a guy who's a worker, which you need your quarterbacks to be, if he plays well, and if he's a good leader. If he's aloof, doesn't prepare well as a guy who's just, you know, relied on his talent mm-hmm. and doesn't really work hard, then I would knock him down. I don't care if he wears dresses or paints his fingernails. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Um, like Baker Mayfield, 
he had some of that stuff in college where whatever he didn't he plant a flag and he did some stuff yes. and he, um and he's he may not be the greatest example because he hasn't been a great pro he's had probably three good years but most people and i think this is why he got drafted number one most people said he was a good leader mm-hmm. and and the players loved him and i think the players in tampa love him i think leadership is a big deal for a quarterback the talent it seems undeniable with Caleb Williams. Well, it's definitely a big deal for the commanders, too, because that's what they're talking about when they the red flag, Dan Quinn. The it, red flag, and this is what scouts have to look at. I, I read that article, and it said something like, uh, I think 5.8 seconds came up, that there were a lot of plays over 5.8 seconds where he may have passes underneath, and he's looking to make the bigger play. You would think you could coach somebody out of that. I would think. That's not like uh, that shouldn't be a fatal flaw. Yeah, but Sometimes, like Rex Grossman, much different level player, but actually he was a first-round pick. You would think they would have been able to coach Rex Grossman going for you know deep shots all the time, but some guys, that's just what they like to do. Mm. Yeah, I just don't think that's something that you can coach. But you could point to Rex Grossman as a, as a counter, but I think, you could, I think you could coach someone to take the easy stuff. Maybe not right away. Maybe not in year one, but I think eventually you get. Yeah, if you drilled in their heads enough, I think you could and, drill you know, that like, in their heads. I think yeah, that's a and the truth thing. is, you probably when you have. I'm not saying that Caleb Williams be this, but when you have a prodigy, a maestro, you don't want to take that away from him. And part of it might be he makes bounce. spectacular plays downfield because he's not taking the check down, which may be a five yard play, and he's looking for the the sixty yarder, and he hits it. Mm-hmm. I still just, don't. I still don't love. I, I don't really want my quarterback runner. I don't know. I just have different thoughts on the off the field stuff. Well, I'd rather think, him not be bothered. I, with I that don't stuff. think that you're. Just be normal. This is just my gut. I don't think you're going to even be faced with the decision because yeah, I, I hope so. I think Caleb Williams is going to Chicago. Good, take him. Yeah, that's right. Or what I think. they're going to fleece somebody for the number one pick. Yeah, I hope he goes one one. I mean, some, then, like say the Raiders. Okay, so the one. Raiders might be like, you know what, we need. We need to energize our fan base and get people in the building. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to move up and draft Caleb Williams. So a team okay. could be thinking Certainly along possible. those lines. Do they have so, problems getting people in the building? Probably not in Vegas because <laughs> I'm guessing you know, they don't have half problems. the fan base comes in. So are you saying that the Bears are going to stay with Justin Fields and give him a long-term contract? Not necessarily. They could also move out of one and... Pick a quarterback later, and okay. I still think that's a tough call. Fields. I think if that's you're, a tough call. I think if you're Chicago, you reset the clock. Hey, Drabby, I think that JP that's was what I right. Think they're going to do. It first says if you go to PFF, you say Jaden Daniels' draft profile. It says overall grade ninety four point seven NFL draft profile for Jaden. Right. Daniels. I guess that's his season grade. It's not his draft grade. So the same thing for. Well, Caleb. there's just no chance that Mac Jones is the highest rated draft draft prospect <laughs> yeah, ever. I mean, by he that. had a ninety five <laughs> season grade. Well, look at it. Does it say draft grade or does it it say season grade? Okay. Right. It's different then. All right. When we come back, we'll be joined by Ava Wallace. She covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. We'll talk with her next on The Fan. Coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At 945, we'll give you a chance to win tickets to see Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country Boy tour. That's Saturday, June 22nd at Jiffy Lube Live. So keep listening for your chance to win. We head out to the BetQL guest hotline now. Say good morning to Ava Wallace, who covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. Good morning, Ava. How are you? Morning, guys. Morning from Dallas. Ah, Good morning. On the road, obviously covering the Wizards. Before we get into the game to game, I wanted to ask you about uh, the headline. This is from ESPN.com. Virginia Senator says, Bill for new Wizards Capitals Arena is dead. Mm. That is from L. Louise Lucas, a leading Democratic Virginia legislator. Some pushback uh, from politicians on Ted's plan to move the teams out of D.C. Were you surprised by this latest development? Uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that story, which has been covered really well by our, our Metro desk. Thank goodness. Who, mm-hmm. We have a lot of people down in Richmond, but um, it, it was a lot of politicking kind of over the weekend. We had the mayor publishing an op-ed um, kind of saying that, you know, Ted Leonsis is after the money and then doesn't care about D.C. and it's not about legacy and reputation. And what uh, Eloise Lucas was responding to were comments from Glenn Youngkin over the weekend kind of taking a jab at Democrats saying, you know, they don't want a strong America and America without rivals. And that kind of caused some ripple effects in the Virginia legislature. Remember, he's he's kind of has a reputation for going after a national stage, but he's got to work with his local Democrats to get this plan in action. Um, you know, despite Louis Lucas's comments, the, the bill is not technically dead yet, uh, as other Virginia Democrats said yesterday. Um but, yeah, this definitely kind of showed some cracks in the foundation for, for support uh, locally for this that this bill needs to pass. So just give us kind of the cliff notes. Virginia's side overall, some want it, some don't, and then give me where D.C.'s at. Yeah, so uh, it, it sounds like that the bill still has support in Virginia because as long as the, the bill in, in the Senate, which Eloise Lucas, so she's from the Senate side in Virginia, as long as the House bill has support – um, has a viable option there. The bill can still go through, and there is still language for the uh, authority that would create the um, basically money to fund the arena is still in both <laughs> uh, bills right now in the House and Senate. So it is not dead yet. Definitely not. Um, there's definitely some stuff to be worked out. But yeah, that, that was a lot of politicking on the Virginia side. On the D.C. side, uh, Mayor Bowser is saying that she would not let Capital One Arena out of its lease or uh, Monumental Sports, excuse me, out of it out of its lease at Capital One Arena early. She's basically trying to keep those teams in D.C. and saying <clears throat> they're saying they want to leave in 2027. We can enforce those leases till 2047, an extra 20 years. Um, so it's a lot of battles on, on both sides of the Potomac it, for over this new arena. That wasn't really the cliff notes. I'm sorry, but it, it's hard to cliff note this one. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Just too much going on. All right. So yeah. last night uh, in Dallas, uh, the total was 248 and a half. So it went way under the total. And I was just looking at the stats, Ava, and 
when you combine the two teams combined 16 for 68 from threes, that's gonna, not going to be a lot of scoring when you, you're missing a bunch of threes. But um, I, and I was telling the boys, one guy who's been playing pretty well, putting up pretty, pretty good numbers is Denny. And he's averaging about 14. I think he's averaging about six and a half boards, four assists. He's shooting 52% from the floor. Um, that's what, you know, obviously Jordan Poole's been a huge disappointment, some of the other guys, but Denny Advia is having a pretty good year based on, you know, what those other guys are making. Yeah, they, they've got a couple of individual guys who are having good, good years like that. Denny certainly stands out. He's had the ball in his hand a lot more. He's had a lot more responsibility. Something that I paid attention to last night was the closing group. That was um, Tyus Jones, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert instead of Jordan Poole. Um, they were kind of all out there really leading the way going up against Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving late. But Denny it wasn't a big... great close. Let's make it that clear. A great close. No, not at all. And Bilal Koulibaly in there. Definitely not a good close, but very interesting. I saw two interim coach Brian Keefe wanted out on the floor. Um he thought gave them either the best chance or he wanted them to actually have, have their stuff rocked by the Mavs and then learn a lesson there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. Um, no, Denny's had the ball in his hands a lot more. He's become a lot more physical this year and is, is getting better at driving to the rim and, and finishing through contact. Um, and that's really, really benefited him playing that way and, and just being super aggressive, playing fast, kind of leaning into that that side of his game. I mean, think about it, Ava. In the, I mean, it's obviously a very small sample size, but in the month of February, that's six games. He's averaging 19.7. He's shooting 64%. He's shooting 40 45.5% from threes. And he's averaging eight boards. So in the last six games, he's putting up way better numbers than than uh, Jordan Poole, who's making $28 million a year. Yeah, and we're seeing it a lot in the locker room, too. He's definitely got a little bit of a swagger to him, not in a bad way, but just that he's kind of coming into his own as a leader on this team. He's a guy who will take Bilal Koulibaly aside, and that's you know kind of his first true rookie that he can really guide through the season. But, um, yeah, Denny is absolutely flourishing before our eyes, I would say. <laughs> Are you surprised that Gafford was the only guy moved at the trade deadline? And, and what a performance by him last night. His line was 16 points, 17 mm. rips, two assists, two steals, and five blocks. I mean, that, that's an impact line. And only in 24 minutes, I yeah, believe. Yeah, efficient, too. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma had a great quote after the game. He was like, I'm really happy for Gaff. He has the easiest job in sports right now, just <laughs> catching lobs from Luca and, right. and taking the opportunity when they when they double team him. Um I was I guess I guess a little bit surprised, less so when you kind of look at the number of first round picks that were available league wide at the trade deadline. I, I actually think it's smart that they didn't just kind of give away Tyus Jones, a point guard who's been hugely important for especially this kind of point of where they are in the rebuild for a couple of second round picks. Uh, and, you know, same thing with Kyle Kuzma. The asking price was high and just the picks weren't there. So that's kind of all part of the plan for this team. They're going to go slow and steady. They're not going to make kind of rash decisions. They have Kyle Kuzma under contract. They have kind of flexibility with Tyus Jones as well um, so that he doesn't just necessarily leave in the summer for nothing. So I, I think they were pretty deliberate this trade deadline is what I say. And they pride one of the only first-round picks that really went around this trade deadline. Um, so that, that's pretty good for them for Gafford. Ava, where are they in this process? I mean, we know they let Wes go. It just didn't seem like the guys were really responding. I, I think they're probably happy with their record, you know, that they, they're second, you know, they're in line for a very, very high pick. I guess that's the plan. Um, but I feel like they want to be more competitive. They definitely want to be more competitive. Yeah, I, w- I would say they're they're not unhappy with their place in terms of where they end up in the lottery. They're definitely unhappy with their record because 
kind of in that sweet spot where, yeah, we, we knew we were going to be bad. We don't necessarily want to be this bad, um, which, of course, is, is part of the reason why Wes Unseld Jr. is gone. Um, but, no, this is in I, – I cannot overstate how early this is. <laughs> this is in – that's why you see a guy like Gafford move at the trade deadline, somebody who's on not a, a ton of – the team not paying him a ton of money anyways. Um, so And he's having a pretty good year. He was making some – good individual improvement as well. So when you get rid of a guy like that for picks and salary cap flexibility, that's kind of how early on, how you know um, how close to the beginning this thing is. This is going to take a few years. Ava, can you tell us what, based on what you know, what the dynamics are with Jordan Poole, you know, not only just on the floor, but his, you know, chemistry with the guys in the locker room during practice. I mean, I don't get it how he's having such a down year making so much money. I mean, is it a confidence thing? Are they? Does he does he just not care? I don't get it. I mean, to go one for twelve in an NBA game, it's not like yeah. all these teams are playing cr- you know crazy defense. I mean, those are a lot of these are open looks. So, can you explain that to me? Yeah, from the locker room perspective, every time I, I talk to guys after he has a bad game like this, or a couple games ago in DC when he got booed really badly in the fourth quarter, going scoreless against Cleveland, that was kind of that was honestly tough to see. But talking to guys in the locker room afterwards. Everyone seems pretty together. That is the thing I've, I've noticed all season about this team is their chemistry, chemistry is probably the best of any Wizards team um, I've ever covered. But, you know, guys will go to bat for him every time we asked, we asked about Brian Keith not playing him in the fourth quarter last night. and Keith says he trusted him. He just wanted to do a different look. Um, something whenever I talk to Jordan after after games like this or, or even games we had good nights, you know, he had 19 points against Boston in the first half and then didn't score in the second. He said, and he always says, when I'm the more involved I am, the better my score line is. And I feel like I just need to be involved. He wants to have the ball in his hand a little bit more. And that's kind of what he's been saying to me. So teammates seem to stick up for him. Definitely say he's one of the hardest workers on the team. But there's there's something that's just not clicking that, that does make you think, you know, is this a confidence thing in, in the shakeout of last year and everything that went down with the Warriors and Draymond Green? Um, it, it, it feels like it's a very personal thing that's going on because it doesn't seem like anything on the, on the team is, is up. Talking to Ava Wallace, covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. Just a, a brutally tough season, I'm sure, to follow this team because they're not winning <laughs> many games. And we kind of knew this going in as fans. So to me, we could talk about Jordan Poole, but he was never going to be part of the long-term plan, in my opinion. It's all about Koulibaly, right? And mm-hmm. recently... I've just got kind of maybe disappointed. I don't know what I was expecting because I see Brandon Miller going off left and right. And I know he's a couple years older and played in college, but I haven't seen Koulibaly pop enough. He had the one game against Boston where he scored 21 points. He had another game where he scored 19. But more often than not, he's pretty quiet on the court, in my opinion, as a fan. What do you see down the road for Koulibaly? Like, I would hope that he could become a star. Not writing him off, but to me, he might be, you know, uh, Way too a early poor man Scotty Pippen. I don't know exactly what he is. You would take a poor man Scotty Pippen. Yeah. You'd take a poor man Scotty Pippen. Of course Pippen, you certainly. would. Yeah. You'd take no. half of Scotty Pippen. He's not going to be Giannis, if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do think it's a little early to write him off. He showed so much potential in the early half of the season when they were kind of letting him do his own thing and, and score and, and take a lot of, uh, I would say, easier looks in, in games. And now they're absolutely loading him up. Um, you know, he, he guarded, he and um, Denny guarded Luka Doncic all night last night. He didn't have a ton of help one-on-one. Um, 
So they are putting him in positions right now. This is what the team would say. They're putting him in positions right now where he is just soaking it up and learning and like doing the hard stuff. And they would like that to happen earlier rather than later. So you're seeing a ton of times when he has the ball down the court and he will just fling a pass into the stands because he got, he gets confused or he thinks that the guy was there. Or he he, he um, makes a misstep in a play. They're kind of like, yeah, get that out of your system now, learn how to deal with it now. And we can kind of dial up everything over the summer the rookie wall comes into play a little bit, but I don't think the Wizards are, are worried about Bilal at all, um, considering how far ahead of their schedule he already is, just in the kind of potential he's shown. One, to learn from game to game. Something that that I always think of is um, when they played Cleveland in earlier in the first week of the year where they got absolutely rocked, but he was guarding Donovan Mitchell, you know, twice in a in a 72-hour span, and he was definitely better the second game. He, he learns really quickly. He learned especially well on defense, so they're kind of loading him up right now. I wouldn't be surprised after All-Star if you see him in the starting lineup more. And yeah, his numbers are going to take a dip for that reason, but I think it's all kind of part of their part of their master blueprint. Ava, when Marvin Bagley was acquired, I'm pretty sure I exclaimed, "Meh!" <laughs> that was my, my reaction to the to that move because he's been an underwhelming guy since he was picked number two by Sacramento, but he's. He's been a solid addition. He's got five double-doubles since he's arrived in D.C. Now, he's he's never going to contribute from outside the three-point line. It's not his game. He's just kind of an old-school throwback type of player, energy player, and I'm, I'm sure that the staff loves having him as part of the mix now. Yeah, absolutely. They give him kind of a, a dimension that they didn't have, especially when they, when they still had Gafford on the team, um, which is why I, I do – think that there might be some changes coming to the starting lineup because this is a team that wants to jack up threes and wants to play really fast and as you mentioned he's definitely a traditional big um you know he came in and and absolutely had something to prove and was really hungry for playing time after not getting it in Detroit um so he's done really well in that way but I don't know if if this version of Marvin Bagley and, and playing in the rotations that he's playing in um is kind of the end game for the Wizards with him uh, with the All-Star break looming, uh, do you have any plans for the travel for the All-Star break? Are you just, this When you catch your breath, you're able to actually get home for a little while and chill. What's on your docket? Yes, this is when I catch my breath. And by that, I mean sleep for, what is it, six days straight? Mm. Um, no, we're, we're sending our, our national writer and our columnist, Candace Buckner, who does a really good job. So Bilal will be in Rising Stars. I'll have a story about him later this week, just kind of about, um, you know, sometimes I forget he's 19 years old and <laughs> this is his first job. So I'm, I'm kind of writing about that going forward. But I will be looking forward to watching the kind of, what is it, like 12-minute period of the All-Star game when it's fun. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this game is unwatchable. So, yeah, that's, right. that's going to be my big weekend. What's the, they, they have one more game before the Pallies. break? Pallies. Yep, they're, they're in New Orleans. Uh, yep, they fly today, which is Mardi Gras, so it's going to be great getting around the city. Yeah, oh, wow. Settle, settle I about that. Settle this yeah. for us. Um, I was saying when I watched the new head coach of the Wizards on the sideline, you know, with this quarter zip, he looks like a nice guy. I'm sure he's got amazing basketball chops, but he just reminds me of, like, a dad who's coaching in CYO. <laughs> um, but they're all wearing that casual gear, right? Like, they were asking mm-hmm. me, does anybody wear suits anymore? I don't think so. I don't think anybody wears suits anymore yeah we were actually noting that um brian keep you know he's a he's a boston guy he just saw his family when they were out there at the celtics and he had his like zipper pearled all the way up i was like he's kind of rocking a priest look tonight it's he's got the square on his neck and everything like that but yes he he is a lifelong assistant coach and he certainly looks the part all right ava thanks for the time we appreciate it uh have fun in new orleans for the last game before the all-star break and catch up on your rest we'll talk to you again soon 
Hey, thanks, guys. Yep, Thank that's you. Ava Wallace covers the Wiz for the Washington Post. You can give her a follow today at Ava R. Wallace on Twitter at 9 o'clock. Don't forget, we'll be joined by Jeff Miller. He's a crime scene detective and forensic analyst. He's got a new mm. book out, A Life of Death, The True Story of a Crime Scene Detective. He will join us on the show at 9 a.m. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The most terrifying video you will see today on Twitter is the emergency plane landing of a jet on I-75 in Naples, Florida. I think it was this past weekend where the pilots attempted to land the plane short of the airport on, you know, a major interstate. What they, kind of plane was it? It was a private jet. I mean, that small one, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it looks like it probably held, you know, it could hold a dozen people. I, I don't Is know. Is that the, the one where the two pilots donked off? Two pilots died. Yeah. Somehow, the the three passengers escaped the wreckage. Wow. Right. And there's a dash cam video of you know somebody just driving, and all of a sudden, into the into the video frame, this jet you know, comes down out of the left side of the screen. Yeah. Goes past the median in between the highways and attempts a landing with, you know, a million cars on the road. And it overshoots the road and smashes into a retaining wall. I think there was a golf course next to... Is this, where was this? Naples? Right outside of Naples, Florida. Yeah. And so that's sad. how they died. They smashed into a wall. Yes. I see. I didn't and understand I, it, that. Some people were theorizing there's a golf course on the other side of uh-huh. the retaining wall. They were wall, trying to get there. But they were trying to get to the golf course because, obviously, less vehicle traffic, right. bigger space to try to land the bird in. Mm. Right. Thing erupts into a fireball, and then uh, the, both pilots perish. But somehow, 
Hey, three, three people scurry out of the back of the plane. They did their job. They saved their passengers. They did. That is yeah. true. That's true. It's a good point. Was this an expensive, big, expensive private jet? I mean, it looked like a nice private jet. I mean, it yeah. looked like like a smaller version of the, the, the private jet that Taylor Swift flew from Japan to LAX in. There's, I'm getting Jeez. I'm getting nervous. There's just there's been, there's been a lot of near misses in these uh, airports, just like, even on runways. Yeah, right. Taking off and landing near misses. I've got yeah, the, the freaking window exploded. Those scare me more now than than like crashing uh, on landing or takeoff. Is right. so, some guy up in the in the tower that's been working you know 20 days straight. Yeah, and can't even see straight. Uh, gets his his runways mixed up. And all of a sudden, you're you're taking off as somebody's landing on the same runway, right? And then two giant fireballs, right? That's what I'm worried. No, about. I'm worried about that. I'm flying Tuesday, I, so listen listen to this real quick, Jason. Oh, you have a Kevin McCarthy travel schedule. Well, this is this is crazy. So Friday, I'm driving <clears throat> to Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. right? Saturday game, gonna have to be chill on the tailgate yep. because I have to come back Saturday. And then we're staying Saturday, Sunday in D.C. for this big volleyball tournament. It's, it's not worth it to drive back and forth and have to be there at 8 a.m. So we just get a hotel there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then on Monday after the tournament, I got to go to the airport, fly to Providence. Mm. I don't get in Providence till midnight, get my rental car, check in my hotel, check out eight hours later, drive to Amherst, <laughs> go to the game, stay there. Get up butt early and then drive back to Providence on Wednesday. The pros and cons of having kids playing collegiate sports. It's great. It's enjoyable. But and my son is in his fifth the year. The travel sucks. The travel does suck. And it's so if expensive. You can snap your fingers and be at the fields. But, I know. It'd be yeah. worth it. Yeah. I mean, I would, ne- I would never change anything. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. All of us would never change anything. We all chase our kids all around. JP does with the wrestling and the mm-hmm. coaching and everything. We all do it. And, and I'm going to miss when this season is over because I'll never see my son be basically play one. lacrosse ever again. All right. But it's going to save me some dough. Yes, it will. I mean, it, what we're spending on travel <laughs> and some and stress, hotels, travel stress. Yeah. There's your money going to the bottom line. But I, I had to pick my seats, <laughs> and I'm scared to pick a window seat now. There might, there might, there might be a hidden door that's going to get blown you gotta, out. You've got to do a bolt check. you got to do a bolt <laughs> check <laughs> on these down, freaking planes. Walk down the aisle. Does cost you money. You're you're spending a lot. I almost lost some money and Same I didn't even know it. I had, I went to a wrestling meet. It was there from eight fifteen to twelve fifteen, and I had to bring my little one because my wife was working, and uh, just trying to occupy time. There's it was four wrestling mats. It was the county championships and everything, and apparently I left her jacket. <laughs> a good Samaritan noticed. I guess that I had been there because Coach Wolf over at Quince Orchard hit up Dylan and said, is this Isabella's jacket? I was like, yes. Didn't even know it was missing. So it actually restored a little faith in humanity that people are good. Somebody. Most, well, people some, are, pe- some people are good. Most people. Not, are, I think most, most people, people are, are good. Most people are pretty decent. A lot decent. of people are good. Some <laughs> people are D-bags, but that, that person clearly good. Some yeah, people are horrible. Are the majority of people good or bad? I, I think, think most people are good. Most people, at least right. in this country, good. Yeah, I would agree. You know, if you're not starving, like if you're starving, well, then all bets are off. You know what I mean? Are, you, like, I would guess most people in all countries are good. I don't no, think no, the no. percentage would be an different. Example. If you're starving, like if you live somewhere in a third world country and you don't have shelter and food or anything, mm-hmm. you might not necessarily be great because you're going to be starving and you're right. going to do whatever it you're takes. You're going to be desperate. To feed your family. 
I can't stop so, thinking. Kicks, talking family. About, I thought you were going to play your George Bush <laughs> yeah, drop. You're talking about air traffic controllers. There yeah. are 10% fewer air traffic controllers than 10 years ago, mostly because, well, first of all, it's people don't enjoy it because there's so much stress. Oh, can you imagine? But You're then, working hard to put food on your family. Right. But then when the pandemic <laughs> came, they stopped training. Okay. I'm guessing for a couple of years, if not longer. So it's hard to fill those positions. So that's why a lot of them, I saw a story on the national news a couple of days ago about this. It's hard to fill the air traffic controller positions, especially in the big markets where there's really busy airports. Yeah. Because first of all, a lot of them aren't trained well enough. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's a hard ass job. Sure. Well, nobody else, nobody, people, when they're growing up, right, they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Be a doctor, lawyer, whatever that. Air traffic Nobody controller. says, when I grow up, I want to be an air no, traffic you say, controller. You say, I want to be a pilot. Right. You would yeah. never say, I want to be a guy up in the tower <laughs> pushing all the tin all over the place. I don't know place. how much they pay those guys. I, I hope know. they pay them a lot. Staring at a bunch of probably, dots on the screen. Probably no. not nearly as much as we would think. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good you question. know what I mean? Yeah, like those those people should all get raises because that's a hard hard and important job. Right, especially in the I, big markets. I, tell you, yeah. I bet you it's somewhat mind-numbing, though. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's stressful, but you're also just, at least from what I see, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like in the movies, just to pick this way, as staring at a bunch of like green dots. <laughs> yeah. Correct. But you got to be on your game. You can't lunch. Yep. Can't snooze. You, one, you just lunch one time. You could kill 600 people. Yeah. Like you Correct. can't lunch. Nope. Imagine. I bet you there's a lot of lunch. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> there's you, a lot of lunch. Well, you're, getting you're getting lucky. You're getting lucky. I could never do that job. Never. No. I, mean, I need a job where I can I lunch. Just want, I need to know what, what went <laughs> wrong. What went wrong I can't in that Navy, I can't lunch. What went wrong in that jet True. where the guy was like, I have to ditch on I-75 and land the bird right now. Like, what happened? Like, what on what the, happened? What catastrophic event happened? The engine probably just failed. I guess. Yeah. Happens Sometimes all cabin pressure, engine could fail. There's a lot of things. <laughs> ran the out of gas? probably stopped. Sometimes no, bird. I, I refuse to believe ran out of gas. <laughs> bird strike. You tell me baby. they don't run out of gas on planes? People I mean, run out of gas. I don't I think it's probably rare. less likely. That's that pretty, pretty rare. Very rare. That's pretty rare. That's not what happened here. Planning ever. You're a real donk if you run I mean, out of there's gas. There's no chance wherever that plane originated from, say, say Louisville. I don't know where they, yeah. they took off from. There's no way that they didn't, they didn't run out of gas. Add enough gas to the airplane to make it to Naples. <laughs> I'm <Florida>. guessing <laughs> engine failure. Yes. What would you have done? I had to book my flight to Providence, and it was butt hard. I could have taken a one stopper, which I hate. Hate them. Eight stops. And it, but it would have left at like four and gotten there at like eight. Where would you have stopped? I don't know. It didn't matter. New York or something. Mm-hmm. But or I just took one at ten thirty, and I'm getting there at midnight. Yeah, nonstop. Nonstops always the way. Yeah, I don't mind one stoppers if it's. An like hour an hour, because then you can get you know get to go to Auntie Anne's or something like that. Yeah, get something horrible for you. Yeah, get, yeah. Yeah, get a slice of za, yeah. whatever you want to do. I mean, if you get Auntie and especially Anne's, if it's a longer trip, if it's a short trip, no, they're short trips. Yeah, see, like to Puerto Rico, I can't remember if I booked direct or, but sometimes Puerto Rico's stop. direct is three hours, I think. No, right? it's like four and a half. Is it? I mean, it kind of depends. I Don't know. Quicker. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Oh. Just be sure to give the pi- dap up the pilot on the way in. No, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I just do sign of the cross as I'm walking. That's your move. Yep. That's my move. That's mm. my ritual. My ritual. Everyone is, has a ritual, right? As I as yes. I go in, as I go you in touch the door, the outside of the plane. No, I, I do that. Kiss my hand, <laughs> and I put it right on the. Is that the fuselage? Yeah, yeah. Put it, right put it right on the right fuselage. On you give it a tap or two. Right. And then I I scurry my way to my seat. Right. 
and just hope everything uh, works out for the best. Got to have some ritual. Got to have a ritual. And then, I'm guessing JP doesn't have a ritual. He probably, he's just false. I, mean, I used to say again. prayers to myself. Yeah, like, yeah whatever, that's a ritual. But, but I don't. I, I, I can't say that I do it consistently. Drabby? I, I think JP's way off on this, just staring at green dots on a screen. I'm watching video of these guys at Atlanta Airport. Is it crazy? Is, well, that's I mean, a crazy airport. There's like eight guys oh, in a room. Hartsfield? They're yeah. just constantly just talking to each other. 30 planes all at once. There's so much information that they're <laughs> processing. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Eating a sandwich, looking at green dots yeah. on a screen. No, there's not. They're not lunching. Maybe these guys can not be more. They might be, be doing that in Louisville. <laughs> this this eight-hour shift probably goes by in 30 seconds. I said I don't know. I just know it based on movies. I would want to be well. a controller at the world's least busy airport. Yeah. The sleepiest airport. Where there's one Which, flight a day. Whichever one that is, please sign me up for that gig. I just can't imagine the balls and the confidence that you have to have in yourself to be a pilot. Yeah, to be a commercial yeah. pilot. To say, you know what? Don't worry. 300 people. Yeah. I got I'm, it. I, I'm not going to make a mistake. We're going to yeah. be flawless. I got this. I got this. I'm going to fly from here to Hawaii. No worries. I don't want to be trust the science. Dude, I, I had a kid on my a kid on my flag football team. Eighth grader that was already like flying on the regular. <laughs> Understood. But things happen. And, you know, don't worry. I'm going to handle whatever happens. If something happens, I'm going to handle it. I'm going to make the correct decision. You're trained to do that. I'm not well, getting the, the guys Sorry. with the 737 Maxes. They didn't handle it. Right. I'm not getting it in a bird with a kid who hasn't even hit puberty yet. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's where I got it. You know, I saw line. I saw a video. One of the one of the guys was a sense. good good dual threat quarterback. Well, also pilot. I, I don't care what sort of threat <laughs> he is. As a quarterback. I know you wouldn't do this. JP would. Mm-hmm. No chance I would. Chances are zero point zero. Yeah. One of the golf guys I follow. Yeah. He was out in uh, Phoenix or Vegas or whatever. One of the, one of those. Whatever the hell he was. Mm-hmm. And they got in a driverless Uber. The three of them. Oh, they no. climbed into no the chance. driverless Uber. What, for a bit? Or because they wanted... No, they were going from point A to point no. B. And they got in. They were like, yeah, look at this. We're getting into the car. I, saw I can't the, believe I saw, the, I saw the Uber commercial during the Super Bowl. <laughs> hitting kids all over the place. Yeah. Like, it's it. Thank you. I am out. By the way, did you see the the the, the reels? I know we got a break. The reels of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, like after the the other stuff they were shooting. Hmm. Ben were Affleck throwing the football. No. Oh my god! Oh, really? Ben Affleck throws it worse than Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, but he did. Kevin Argo. McCarthy looks like Tom Brady. Really? Compared to, <laughs> but he's tagging. Did J-Lo. you like those uh, Dunkin' Donuts commercials? They, it was fine. It, I barely. My if you're into Boston right. porn, you're really into it. A lot of Southie. Hold on. A lot ben of Southie. <laughs> is the biggest dork in Hollywood. <laughs> I'd still like to hang out with him. Again, sure you would. he's tagging Jay. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot going for him. <laughs> you know what? I lost a ton <laughs> of respect. Mm. All right, coming up next, we'll be joined by Jeffrey Miller. For 27 years, he was a police officer and detective with the Fairfax County Police Department. He's got a new book out, A Life of Death, the true story of a crime scene detective. He will join us next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.